Hello, it's episode 85 of the Evil G Podcast. It's 86, sorry. I'm done with that one. I was about to say, you know the way obviously was what we were talking before we started. Um, I'm really glad you're hosting because I didn't think about any of that shit. <laughs> Nor did I, I even think wrong. that. Yep. <laughs> Nor did I even think to ask you what you'd played this week, so I haven't even listed that uh, shit. So yeah, I am not good at your job. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I I didn't have time today. Did work stuff got in the way, so I couldn't pick out stories so Stu has done that for us and he's gonna oh dear <laughs> he's gonna drive us off a cliff yep it's funny you should mention driving <laughs> oh well that's what I've been playing this week um driving. so well so we'll talk a bit more about the last of us tv show in a bit but I have actually watched the first episode right mm-hmm. and and I did. I enjoyed it. I've I've always said as much as I didn't enjoy the Last of Us game, I always thought the story was very good and would make a great book or movie or show or something. But the whole time I was watching The Last of Us, all I was sitting thinking about was, Oh, I hope Twisted Metal's as good as this. Because I was <laughs> because I was thinking that I thought, Oh, I want to play some Twisted Metal. So this week I have been playing lots of old Twisted Metal games. And um yeah, they're still a lot of fun. Um, mostly Twisted Metal Black from the PlayStation 2 because that's the only one you can really play on your PlayStation these days because they still at least sell the classic version. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to hear about what's happening with this new one, but I'm still shocked that they've never re-released the PS3 one because I don't want to get too heavy into this, but loads of people will will argue that Twisted Metal Black is the best Twisted Metal, and that makes no sense right. because look. Because literally, Twisted Metal 2012 is just a really nice version of Twisted Metal Black. Like, the maps are pretty damn... Like, I mean, they are 95% the same maps. The cars are all the same. It just plays better, looks better, and everything else. So it's like, how could the old version be better than the new version? A lot of people complain, oh, there's no story mode, blah, 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 blah. It's like, (laughs) who gives a fuck about that? (laughs) If you're playing Twisted Metal for the story, you are playing the wrong fucking game. Wasn't that story, Uh, like, told through still images? uh, Black? uh, No. Which, there is one of them that's done, like, comic strip, and then uh, Black's was, like, FMV sequences, and then with the 2013, they actually went right back to their roots, and they done live-action cutscenes, as they did with the first game that Uh actually got cut. Those got cut from the release of the first game because they were a bit too... Like, for the time, it was very, oh, Jesus, we can't have this <laughs> in a video game. This cloud's <laughs> killing this person. Um, so, yeah, they were actually... You can find them on YouTube and things, like, and you can watch them, and they are so funny these days because the acting is, like, Resi 1-style acting. Yeah. Um, it was but, of the time. Yeah, at the, at the time, it was like, oh, my God, we can't have this, and all that there. Um but yeah, I've been playing lots and lots of Twisted Metal and I've been really enjoying that and it's been getting me excited for A, hopefully a new game and B, this TV show. So um, that that's that. And then speaking of classic games, I've finally found a way to play the original Perfect Dark on my PC. Fuck, that game hasn't aged a day. It's yeah. still so good. So good. And... Like, you know what? I, th- I always said, oh, GoldenEye's the better game, yada, yada, yada. See, actually playing them back-to-back now. <laughs> per- 
Uh, Perfect Dark's definitely. Uh, You've come to my it, way of thinking. It's oh, it's just you know it has it it does the um you know secondary functions of guns and you know the the amount of content in Perfect Dark is mm. crazy. Like that original game, it has a it has a mode that I don't think any other game has ever done since. Do you remember Counter Operative? No. So one person would be playing literally the single player as Joanna Dark, and the other person is the enemies in the game. Ooh. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so you obviously have wee tiny health and things like that compared to the main character, but every time you die, you just spawn into the next goon. So, you know, most people you know, will just run forward and get shot twice and die by Joanna Dark, whereas I hang around the other goons. So the other goons will be like, you know, meat shields for me to get shots in between them and stuff. So <clears throat> brilliant sort of. But no no other game has done things like that. And obviously it was the first game that I know of that had multiplayer bots and things like that. Which then obviously led into the Time Splitter series. But it is bonkers how good that game is. For an end and I had voice acting on an N sixty four game too. Yeah. They they must have oof, they must have pushed that thing to its limit with that. Because uh, with it being a, on a cart, uh, uh, voice was not exactly the easiest thing to do. No, like even even Graham Norgate's soundtrack, amazing sort of, and you can actually hear the influences that he would take on the the time. Because obviously, when he was doing Goldeneye, he basically had to remix the James Bond theme like twenty times, which he done very well. I will like the, I love the Goldeneye soundtrack, whereas obviously he had a bit more freedom with Perfect Dark. And I obviously wanted, you know, very cyberpunky because that's what uh, mm. Perfect Dark is. It's so set in the, the far future of 2015. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there's one of the... Time Splitters 2 has the level set in 2019 and there's all flying cars and stuff. <laughs> but um, I think that was more of a sort of homage to uh, uh, Blade Runner anyway. Uh, yeah. Blade yeah. Runner set in... 2015. It sounds stupid like that. Where it's or like, 2017, maybe. It's like, see, um, you all should have went the way of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no. Uh, what I'm on about, like, Cyberpunk original was 2020. Mm. <laughs> so, for making the video game, I was like, ah, we better knock it on, like, 50 years. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's it has aged so well. The only the only small problem it's not the game's problem. It's my emulator, and there's weak graphical issues. And they don't stop you playing the game. It's just you're sort of going, oh, I bet you this would look so good if it was just you know, it's the it's not the N64 version I'm playing. It's the Xbox Live Arcade release mm. when they when they remastered it. Is is that the is that the one that's on Rare Replay? It would be yes, it would be. Right, right. So that would be the most recent version I've played as well. When I got Rare, Rare Replay, I got that one that first came out in the Xbox One. That was the first thing I played. Perfect Dark. That's so good, hey? And then you and play then... Perfect Dark Zero and go, ah. <laughs> I remember being so excited. Um, first time I played that, I was down at a mate's in Belfast. He was at uni, and he had got himself an Xbox 360. He's like, oh, man, I've got the new Perfect Dark. I remember being like, holy fuck. You know, this could be the closest thing to a new Time Splitters. You know, I had it. You know, I didn't know a lot about the games industry at that time, and I was convinced that the Time Splitters guys had made the new Perfect Dark. Right. Oh, mm. fuck! Did they not? I, no. Jesus. That was. God. It was so generic. 
<laughs> it is. It's just, it's like, uh, it's so uh, of its time. Like you say, you pick up Perfect Dark, the first one, and you can play it and go, this is fucking still great to this day. Mm. And mm. then you, you pick up Perfect Dark Zero and it's like, oh, how did I even play this back then? Mm-hmm. And oh. this is like, it hasn't been that long since I last played Zero, but it's like, it's just, the controls feel really stiff and the guns yep. are shit. And uh, uh, Compared to the nice smooth speed of the original, you mm. know, I, oh man, I, I know there were some cool things about it, you know, gadget wise and all that there, which is what they were going for, but you can't just rely on the gadgets. The gameplay has to be good, but... I'm thinking this is going to be my thing for a while. I'm going to replay lots of classic games because next on my list is I'm going to play through... Well, I'm going to start playing a Tomb Raider Anniversary. I want to play the sort of the last Tomb Raider games of the classic franchise, I want to say. <clears throat> well, no, so Anniversary isn't... So that that is kind of post-Legend, which was kind of... Mm. I wouldn't really call it a reboot, but yeah, actually, I would call it. It is a reboot. Eh? Um, kind of soft reboot, but it adds in a bunch of backstory that wasn't there in that original run of six games, was it? One, two, three, four, and then Angel of Darkness, and then... There was Chronicles. Yeah. Last, aye, so one, two, three, Chronicles, Last Revelation, and Angel of Darkness. Aye, that's, Last that's, Revelation. That's that's the six. Eh? Yeah. Um, oh, that original series ended on a real bum note. Fuck, did it? <laughs> uh, that, um, that game was cursed from the start. Maybe you should play through the original originals. See, I actually played through the first one recently. Uh, well, I say recently, within the last two years at least, because I got it on the mini PlayStation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm going to play through this. And I did. And... You know, it's it's still a good game, but it's obviously there's some things that have aged not too well. But that's to me, that's obviously not the game's fault. That's what it was running on. The PlayStation couldn't do what we can do today. Mm-hmm. But for what the PlayStation could do, they turned out a really good game. That uh, that anniversary collection, though, or not anniversary, but the Tomb Raider anniversary is that's solid. It's, it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm let- enjoying what I've seen so far. <laughs> Legend was decent as well. Underworld was okay. Um, and then, obviously, it got its its big reboot then. Mm. Um, but it's the same developer. It's still Crystal Dynamics. Uh, but that's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to play through. Like, if, like, I was chatting to you when I was playing. I was literally barely started. So, But then I put that down and I've been playing Twisted Metal and Perfect Dark because I got my, my emulator working. My wee PC can't run the original Red Dead, though. God damn, I would have been excited to play that. But... <laughs> Um, that would have been really, really good. No, even if I put it down to three three sixty p, it still struggles. Yeah. So. See, see, when you get into emulating that ah. generation of hardware, uh, you need something pretty beefy to be able to yeah. do it. It can do the Xbox Live Arcade titles, like I said. Mm, I've been mm. playing Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix and the Castlevania HD. They run absolutely fine, but the moment you start playing the big disc disc games, that's when it starts to struggle. I'm guessing. Yeah. I get that the emulation isn't quite for the level of accessibility. The emulation on those things isn't quite there because the the emulators when you're setting them up they do ask quite a lot of you um, mm-hmm. compared to you know PlayStation through 
PlayStation 2 and, and previous before that. Um, yeah. uh, it's double-click this program and then double-click mm, the game mm. you want and then it just runs. Like, uh. RetroArch for... Uh, if you're looking to emulate, uh, just play some old games, do some emulation, you're not too worried about things being pixel perfect and all that. No. And the emulation no. being perfect. Like, RetroArch is just so handy. Um, so it's just one program you download. And then from within the menus and that, you download these different cores uh, for whatever console you want to play. It'll automatically uh, sync up to a PlayStation controller or um, okay. pretty, it probably does it with an Xbox controller as well. The entire menus now are controllable with the controller as well. Um, nice. You know, it's, it's designed for sort of giving you that almost like a, it's like a modern console experience, but it's hmm. all these emulators. Good, good, good way of doing it. What was that called? Retroarch. Retroarch. Yeah. And, and the cores are, are, are basically the probably the the they're probably the emulators you're already using. It's just having them all in one program is pretty handy. Hmm. Like the um like the PlayStation one is uh, PCX rearmed uh, hmm. or PCSX. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the PlayStation two one is PCSX two. Uh, it's the one I was using for playing Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, like it gives you options. You can like if it's if it's supported, you just you're just downloading the core, the touch of a button, then you load up whatever game. I know, Pretty cool. Where you go? Must look into that then. And it mostly does a good job of like if you have cores installed, and then you go to run uh, like an ISO or a ROM. It'll detect right which one of these cores do you want to use, and it'll know like uh, here's the ones that are that are going to be able to run this. Mm. Happy days. Must look into that then. So well, that's what I've been doing is emulating. <clears throat> so what about you? Gee, I haven't played much. Like I, I didn't get into any new Castlevanias. I did finish Chronicles. Um, that's a really really good Castlevania game. Mm. Um. As we said last week, it's basic. Well, it's not basic. It is a remake of the mm. the NES game with uh, a really really good soundtrack. It's probably mm. of all the ones I've played so far, um, best so far. Best soundtrack. And I know I would actually I, I would put it up there with Symphony of an Night. I, I think it's. I uh, Symphonies is on like that. It's kind of like top level when it comes to Castlevania soundtrack, so it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is, and the cool thing about that soundtrack, I'm not, I don't want to go into a mad one here, but I do love the fact that it is such a popular soundtrack and it doesn't rely on remixing the classic songs. It's its yeah, own yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, so yeah, on the vinyl, it's like you'll get your Bloody Tears and your Vampire Killer, which are like on the last, last side of the. The, the last it's like oh here's some bonus shit here are the classics but uh the, the soundtrack itself is basically they, does it say sega saturn version or something is that one it is i think I, uh it, it might be that sort of stuff uh, i don't uh, know was was that like just stuck in the sound test for the sega saturn or oh the sega saturn got like these weird bonus levels right right that's what, you know, you know, the Saturn was on its way out and Symphony had taken off and they were like, right, we need to do something here. Right, we'll get that Castlevania on, but we need something more so people jump to the Saturn. It was a cool idea. 
And if you have a copy of Symphony from the Saturn, you are a very rich man. But <laughs> I don't think anyone actually really has a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting harder and harder to, to get the physical copies of those things with the prices mm. going nuts because of assholes. Yep. But yeah, Chronicles, I really, really liked. Um, it's that same straightforward layout as as the original going through the levels, but god damn that last fucking level. When the 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 castle. Oh yeah. All it, the fire. What a nightmare that thing was. Uh, Dracula's not even that hard when you get No, there. no. I wasn't worried about Dracula. I was like well, I need to at least get here. I was trying to get there with enough time to kill him because that was yep. my my first try. I was like trying to like, and I, I was I was using states for like uh right. Once I get through a screen, we'll save it there instead of driving myself nuts. Um, and then I had to go back and do the whole thing again in a way because I didn't leave myself enough time to to kill Dracula. Like I I was doing like perfect fucking like hit him every jump over the fireballs every time couldn't do any more damage couldn't beat him any quicker than i had and i was still running out of time during his transformation so it was <laughs> like yeah i had to go back and go right need to need to speed my way through this mm. um oh watch is a fucking nightmare like yep. the the part with the with the fire all looks awesome like you've got fire in the foreground and all but then they throw enemies at you that fire are on fire and Mm -hmm. shoot fire along the ground that you can't really see um and the way i got through it was like uh just fucking move erratically and whip like a bastard (laughs) like just always be whipping as fast as i fucking can um to get them dead as soon as possible but um yeah it's uh, weird that's I'm glad like here's one of these one obscure ones that I've never played before and it's mm. it's actually really really good so very very quickly uh, for a laugh I was checking out Symphony of the Night uh, I can't even find the Saturn version but we have shat over sex before so I don't mind saying this right. uh, CEX <laughs> CEX right? yes for uh, a copy of Symphony of the Night on the PS1. How much think they're charging people? On the PS1? PS1 copy of Symphony of the Night. Is it boxed? It has to be it it's a boxed. CD. It's, a, it's manual. Yes. Boo. It's, it's going to be over 100, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> much. <laughs> 430 pounds. Fucking hell, hey. <laughs> Oh fuck me! Just go buy a Requiem, like, like <laughs> yep. fifteen quid will get you to play that and Rondo of Blood, and that's what people like. This whole game is being that price. It's like, why is it that price? Because the plastic box and shit—that's not the valuable part. The valuable part is the game and playing it, and like, you know, Requiem is pretty fucking faithful to what that game was so yep. if you want experience go do it there that's the important yep. part um other than that i have not really played much yeah i've just been playing uh <laughs> still more dark tide i'm on my 
I've got two characters up to max level and started on my third. Uh, so I started a, a big guy, an Ogren. Oh, nice. Um, he's pretty fun because just all the Ogren's attacks just knock things flying all over the place. He's the big, massive, massive boy, isn't he? Aye, aye. Aye, big Ogre boy. Um, and then, like, all his ranged weapons are like these big stupid shotgun things and a grenade gauntlet right. <laughs> which is like uh, it's this big gauntlet you wear in your hand and if you can shoot grenades with it you can hit people with it but then it's special attack is you punch and launch a grenade into the <laughs> into whatever you punched that sounds awesome it is pretty awesome um this game, this game needs to hurry up and come to PlayStation. <laughs> oh God, I don't, like so. Like I, I really enjoy Dark Tide, but there's just so many problems with it at the minute. Um, I think it's uh, Steam reviews have slipped into like mostly negative now. Um, it's it's not a that's not a fair representation of the game in how fun it is to play, but on the how janky and unfinished it seems then yeah it probably is warranted um mm. i really think they shouldn't put out any more premium skin stuff until they have this thing fixed uh-huh. like they do these um so the way you choose missions is i think i've explained this before but it's pretty annoying uh, especially I was trying to do one of one of the character challenges, which are called penances, and I had one left to do to get my, my uh, for my preacher character that would get me the fancy hat, you know, to, to basically say, here's your full, like, badass costume uh, that tells everyone I've done fucking everything. Um, and uh, one of the penances is do one of each mission on the second highest difficulty or harder. And that's one I was trying to do. And I had six out of seven mission types. Uh, and I just had such a hard time getting the last mission type on the difficulty I needed because the missions are sort of randomly chosen. You only get a certain selection and they're all fixed difficulty. So it's like mm-hmm. random when you'll get the one you want on the difficulty you want to play on. Um that's I, I I can see why they did it to keep you know matchmaking nice and act like if you allow anyone to pick any mission on any difficulty, which is how Vermintide was, matchmaking might not go as good. You might not get four players in. You might have to deal with bots, um, which no one wants to deal with bots. Mm-hmm. So I can see why they've done it, but it's still kind of annoying when it comes to trying to do a very specific mission. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there no way you can do like private games and select what you want to do? You, you can, but you need to try and get four people ah, you, you, together ah, you at once. Ah, so if you've only made two people and you do private game, you're either getting nobody or two bots. Is that, is that how it's working? Y- yeah. Um, yeah. No, you'll get two bots if you go with two people in a, in a private ah. match. Um, and on that... On heresy difficulty or damnation, which is the top one, you want people. That's gonna go bad. Bots are next to fucking useless. Yep, just like Vermintide when you went up the difficulties as well. <laughs> they were a fucking hindrance. Yeah. So, like one one of the examples of of how 
sort of off hands, they've, they've been a bit uh, of updating stuff. They, they have these things, uh, random sort of modifiers, which are called global conditions, and they'll appear at random, there'll be a countdown, and then the missions will come up with this modifier. So one they had running was it increased the number of dogs running about the level. So it's an enemy type, they're very annoying, they pounce on you, and... Everyone uh, hates dogs in any video game they're oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, especially Nintendogs. <laughs> hate those little bastards. Um, so, but it, it had that same one. Now, this is the thing that's supposed to change. It had that same one running for weeks and weeks, and you're like, why has no one changed? Why hasn't this changed? Mm. Um, this seems like a thing that there should be a selection. There actually was a different one before. Um, they've only just sorted that, and the new one is uh, where the lights are all out and you can see nothing, and it is cool as fuck. <laughs> it mm. is like it is way more interesting than dogs because it che- it makes the levels look different. Um, like I mean, if you don't have a torch, you can't see shit. Um, <laughs> so if you're like. At the time I was playing, I'd be mostly playing my preacher character. I can get a torch, but I use the flamethrower because I need the damn flamethrower, which doesn't have a torch. So you be sticking to the people that have a torch like glue. It's a good way to keep your your party stuck together. That's nice. That's uh, cool. Yeah, so that that's an update on Vermintide. <laughs> um, so. I guess so, it's over to you for the news. So we uh, we'll start out as I mentioned earlier. We were obviously going to talk about the Last of Us TV show. <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, I did actually want to talk about this in regards to how we found the TV show as well as. Well, I've I've only watched the first episode. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I've I've seen the first two episodes, and it is really good. Um, who would have thought if you took the story from a game that's heavily focused on a cinematic style story that it's still a good story? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, your man playing Joel absolutely nailed it. So he did. I haven't. Like I said, it's only been the first one so far, but um, yeah. Uh, what do you call mannerisms? Uh, Pedro, oh, Pedro Pascal. Yep. Yeah. Just his, his, his man, especially after the the initial shit at the start when he's like what I would call game type Joel. Mm. Uh, uh, he's very, you know, crabbed, fucking, you know, and, but it has that sort of staunchness about him and all the rest of it. But I didn't realize, because uh, I, obviously I never finished the first one, but I did play it. The doll that plays Marlene is actually the doll the voices yes, are. Yes, it game. is. It is, yes. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Um, I, I, and clearly her character in game is modeled after her, yep. which yep. allowed them to do that. So like, you know, um, Marlene is literally Marlene. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's really, really cool. I, I wish, I wish I hadn't known that going in. Cause that would have been confusing. <laughs> I didn't, you see, that's why I like the, the game doll, you know? And then, uh. What the fuck she looks like her too. The fuck they nailed this woman, hey, anyway. And then obviously when I was uh, reading about it, I was like, oh fuck, that makes perfect sense. Because mm. I didn't realize that she actually is an actor as well, as well as just a voice actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying it, and I know there there was a bit of hoo ha at the start, um, where so obviously the the people that made the game Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. uh, there was two directors at the time, which was Neil Druckmann. 
Yes. Uh, let me get this other dude. Who, who Neil Druckmann being the director of the game. He's yes. not, not a TV director. No, the director of the game and then the other gentleman. Uh, ba, 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 fuck, I can't find his name. Uh, I'll try and find it. But he he basically, he is not mentioned in the credits at the show at all. Um, no, hmm. he has left Naughty Dog. He left just after the first Last of Us was finished and he didn't leave on good terms, apparently. Right. So they, they reckon this is where this has came from. So Neil Druckmann is credited in this as uh, quite a few things. Yes. Um, so he gets credited uh, as a executive producer and he also directs I don't know if he directed the first episode but he definitely directed the second alright like okay. actually like I've seen the, the credit and you're referring to the credit which is based on a game PlayStation game by Naughty Dog written by Lee Druckmann mm-hmm. and you're saying they've left the other guy that wrote it off which yes. yeah yeah it's pretty Bruce. shit Bruce Stratley, that's his name. Mm. Bruce Stratley. So he was co-director for the first Last of Us. He also helped. He also he directed the last Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Four. Sorry, not the not the spinoff thing, but he done four. So he was there for a good six years, and he has been left off. Now, obviously, he left on bad terms, but the man still did help create the original Last of Us. So those yeah. characters and that story is part of his work, and he has just been completely shafted so he's obviously calling for unionization and things like that so it is a bit shitty that someone who's put that much work into something and this is obviously the, our next part is the show has absolutely blown up this is this is hbo's biggest uh viewer growth ever like so yeah in in, in terms of you know views between episode one and two the numbers are just through the roof like nothing has ever matched this which is again mad to think that a tv show or a video game TV show based on a video game has done this. Mm. It's apart. It's the new fucking Game of Thrones, and it's based well, on. A, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's based on a game, which I did, I did say at the start, like, um, yeah. What do you expect when you take a you know a really well written game and uh, pretty much adapt it incredibly faithfully? Um, yep. You're gonna end up with something because like The Last of Us is a game that is designed really. You know, the gameplay is just filler in between the scenes. That's how I felt, yes. <laughs> it does feel like that. Um, and so if you, if you like most of the heavy lifting is done. Um, yeah. It's been written, it's been performed, you've got a place to go from. And if you just stick to what made that game successful with that, yeah, you're going to come out with a good TV show. Hmm. Um, um, and and I, I would sorry I would, I would put ahead. I would put that so you know why HBO's known for that prestige drama yeah of TV show that's exactly the type of games that Naughty Dog makes well, well from Last of Us on it, for for Sony anyway that's how they got that I see that as the first game that started them doing that prestige single player you know here's the big story with the big cutscenes because. Uncharted is a lot more campy. Oh yeah, Uncharted you know, is more like a, it's like, an Indiana Jones type yes, type yeah. thing going on. Um, yeah, it's not very serious. Yeah, and and that so that's why it doesn't translate the best. And uh, they mm. they tried and made a 
kind of shitty film, but uh, you could argue maybe you strayed a bit too far from the source material. It really did. Um, but this, yeah, the the adaption makes sense. It worked. I'm not too surprised that it worked. The, there's just one scene I thought was absolutely <coughs> amazing during the initial breakout when Joel is holding his daughter and he's running with her mm. and there's the, there's the one dude chasing him and he, he must run through about three or four different shops. That fucking scene was amazing. Just the, Obviously because he's, he's just infected at this stage and he's just, you know, he can't turn corners. He's just barreling into things when he's trying to chase Joel and all. I thought it was really, really intense and really well done. Yeah. Because um, yeah. when we were watching it, the, the, the missus actually looked over at me and she was like, is this just another zombie thing? And I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because after, after that initial scene, you haven't seen a damn thing yet. I'm guessing, obviously, the way it ends, episode two, there is going to be a bit of something, something. But I don't want to wanna spoil anything for myself. Mm. Mm. That, that's how good this show is I don't want spoilers about The Last of Us for God's sake <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much of that game you played but you may have spoiled a uh, considerable bit, a bit of it like, I know exactly what's going to happen and the game's going or the, I got up to where I had to hunt a moose yeah so you've spoiled a bit <laughs> yeah but I guarantee see if that bit happens in the show I bet you Ellie doesn't have to shoot it three times in the head <laughs> that's when I went nah oh. no, she'll need it. Uh, yeah, you're you're your girl's very good at Ellie as well. She she yep. nails the again mannerisms, the, the cadence, the way she talks. It's all all good. Just a wee smart ass teenager. Like you say, they had so much source material to work with. That's, mm. I think that's why they they're able to nail the character. They, so act, well. they actually used it. Now, do I think this could work with all games? No, I don't think. I I think. Like, everyone's like, oh, this is it. This is the breakthrough moment. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, for for certain games. Um, you know, like, so no, Amazon's doing God of War, but they're basing it on the newer game. Yeah, so that might work. That's got I a really, that. really strong narrative that's told mm-hmm. in a cinematic way. But, like, the thing with video games is, like, that style of st- story- storytelling in video games is not my favourite. My uh, the, the stuff I love, which Naughty Dog is also excellent at, and their games always have an aspect of this, is the environmental storytelling. Um... And I don't think that, I don't think you can translate that. I think you have to play that. You have to be in there. You have to be poking yeah. about a space. You have to see this really, like, dense, like, lovingly crafted area that tells a story by just what's going on around you. Um, and I think that's something that's always going to be missing. You're not, there's no way to translate that into, like, any kind of passive media. You need to be playing that shit. Like, you're not going to get an Elden Ring TV show. It's no. just, just shouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't work. <laughs> um, it's it's funny. I, I was actually saying to the missus as well. You know that, that ever since you know the 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 first episode, there's been a lot of different companies coming out. You know, grabbing the rights to games to make stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this could be the new comic book thing. You know. Oh, it, all, always looking. Like, well, they have been trying this stuff for years, and it, it, I think it was Sonic that kind of yeah. saw like, oh right, so money can be made of this. And I think with the Last of Us TV show going, by the way, it seems like it's going to go. Is like, yeah, not only can it be successful, it can be actually good. Um, mm. So now I do have to point out the team that made this is the team that made that absolutely amazing Chernobyl show. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that has a good it has a good team behind it. 
and that's also another reason. Not gonna lie, I'm also it's the also the reason I'm excited for the day or the the twisted metal show. You've got the Deadpool guys behind that. Yeah, yeah, that could get John Wick director. So yeah, (laughs) I'm kind of excited. Yeah, that's going for the to strike the the right tone. You're not there for like a strong narrative. You're there to see some cars blow up. Yep, <laughs> and, and maybe Smojo will do a bit of murdering. That, that's that's all I want. Um, why why yeah. would you have him if he was gonna not murder? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I it's it's a crying shame about Bruce Stratley being shafted, and maybe they'll maybe they'll fix it and fall in future episodes i don't know um but i'm actually kind of glad to see that something video game based and like you say you know sonic was a financial success they were okay movies but this is genuinely fantastic to watch so mm. it's nice to see that something like that has finally happened so moving on um colin i actually picked this story because i figured you know this this might be more for yourself but uh, Mac Walters, after <clears throat> 19 years, has left Bioware. Yeah, and this man has quite a quite a rep behind him. Yeah, been... this is guy did Mass Effect. Right, wrote like, Mass Effect. Yep. Um, so he's basically he's, he has left on good terms. Um, you know, he's he says he's always welcome to help out if he's needed, but he wants to do new and ex- more exciting things. Um, he even worked on the. Uh, graphic novel tie-ins and stuff so that's how much this guy mm. loved this Mass Effect world um, but we don't actually know what he's going on, he hasn't said where he's going or who he's going to work with he could be maybe starting something new himself but uh, do you think this could affect future Mass Effects without him there? I don't think he has been on Mass Effect since the original trilogy um, so I don't think so like uh, Andromeda, uh, I imagine he want to keep his name as far away from that. He was um, creative director on that. He wasn't writer or anything like that. He was just creative director. So ah, uh, right, right. Um, I don't think I don't think it'll have too much of an effect. Um, he was working on the the next Dragon Age, uh, mm-hmm. Dreadwolf, but his like if he's mostly involved with story stuff. This part should be done, you yeah, would imagine. Um, but it's it's hard to say. And it, it, it seems like Bioware is always the studio. It's like, ah, this person that's been there for decades is now leaving. Mm. Um, they had that guy, I can't remember his name, who left and came back then left again. I don't know. I don't think there's anyone left of Bioware that was the Bioware that made their name. Um, but like Bioware hasn't been that Bioware for a very long time. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Bioware, they before Mass Effect, they were the guys. Just make sure I've got this right. They done the Star Wars RPG ones, didn't they? They did one of those. Oh, um, one of them. So, so they did the first, first one, one, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, they also did uh, Baldur's Gate. All right. Uh, and Neverwinter Nights. Uh, the first ones of those as well. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, then the Jade Empire, uh, which I think is the first thing uh, Mac Walters worked on. He, he wrote um, at least part of Jade Empire. 
Um, and then got they got bought by well they did Mass Effect and that sort of I think that was their biggest success and then that kind of got EA's attention. Well, just very quickly, just back on our previous subject, Mass Effect has been confirmed for a show, hasn't it? Is that Amazon as well? I think. Uh... Don't know if that because as you have just advised though, right? As much as as much as Mass Effect is a big narrative story, it's an RPG where you create. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of make decisions to change the story? Don't so you? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's um, I, uh, I know the third one gets a lot of flack. Where we're like, ah, oh, well, it's all the same. It comes down to three choices at the end, which yeah, is is true. But like everyone's path to those three options at the end is is slightly different. Um, that's why I think doing. You need to be careful doing a Mass Effect show because everyone's idea of, you know, Shepard is mm. different. So if you just, you know, make a decision on, oh, but this is who Shepard is, um, and you're like, ah, oh, my Shepard wouldn't have done that. What This is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it just gets, gets you off on the wrong foot, really. Um, I guess you could still do something that expands... Mass Effect, the the Mass Effect the universe, world, whatever. Um, but yeah, I've like I, I don't really get like I don't really get that excitement even as a fan of a series. Whereas like if you're to tell me, oh, your favorite game is like if you're like uh, Silent Hill Two is being made into which uh, into a film, I'd be like, uh. Don't. Yep. Even though that actually <laughs> is happening, we are very old. Oh. Uh, so, like, I, I, yeah, I don't get excited for that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Because, again, I just think, like, games are another way to tell uh, uh, stories in a really unique way, uh, and that is their strength. And I think adapting them into these other things is taking them taking something away from them, but I understand as well there are certain people who will never experience that story because of the playing the game part. So that's grand for them, but uh, yeah, I don't have to get excited. Mm. Yeah, it's good people get the, like more people get to see that Last of Us story. Yeah, yeah. And it's also good that they're seeing the same Last of Us story that we played instead of some yep. fucking bastardized version. And then when someone says Resident Evil, and you go, oh, the one with the woman in the red dress and she does the flips uh, and shit. And you're like, I will fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I get, how get a guy make that great Mortal Kombat movie and then fuck up Resident Evil so bad? What an ass. <sighs> And then anyway, <laughs> before Colin gets too hot, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so Grand Blue Fantasy versus... Mm. Uh, I have this and I've never got around to playing it yet, uh, but I hear it's really, really damn good. Yeah. Obviously, it's Arc Systems. Um, it's getting a sequel. Oh, shit. Yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. Um, so this apparently is coming out this year for PS5, PS4, and Steam. This year? Uh, this year, apparently, yes. Um, now, uh, the thing that caught my eye about this, yes, I'm, as we speak, I'm looking at the trailer. It looks absolutely gorgeous, as Arc System games always do. It's got that beautiful, you know, looks 2D, but is actually 3D. Mm. Um, 
However, <laughs> now this is this is a beat 'em up game, all right. Yeah. But for the crack, they have added Fall Guys style mini games in the lobbies <laughs> while you're waiting. This is an Arxis thing. They do this shit all the time. <laughs> it it looks bonkers because the trailer starts with you know Fall Guys type stuff, boys, you know, doing silly tasks, and then it just cuts the challenger found and there he goes into this crazy fucking fight um like i said looks absolutely fantastic um other than the being released some point 2023 there's not much else we know uh, mm. all returning characters from the original will be here uh they're gonna hope to double the roster wow wow um but the uh the mini game is actually called grand bruise fantasy so <laughs> <laughs> at least they're having fun with their 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 you know their name and all but um i must get around to playing the original because like i say i've been in me uh me fighting game sort of mood again so i forgot that that is in my my yeah. hard drive so have uh, you tried that at all i played it briefly um and yeah it's it um it is really good at simplifying sort of fighting game mechanics without uh mm. you know without sacrificing depth yeah um and i said i think that's kind of a standard thing now that you just need in fighting games is yeah. like let's uh, change things up so people can play you know it's got the auto combo stuff and you know one button specials that sort of thing going on um I think it was, was Ark that really started doing that, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. Yep. Which is mad uh, considering what they're known for. It's like, yes. <laughs> here's like 15 different fucking power bars and you might die in one hit. Who knows? Yep. So I, they sort of went down the complete opposite route. But yeah, I, I, I do like the idea of, you know, a game that sort of introduces you to playing, you know... That's the old adage, you know, uh, easy to pick up, hard to master. But mm. um, yeah, definitely look forward to that. So I do. Um, so of course, you know, we, we can we can't do a podcast without talking about cyberpunk. So I seen this and I thought this is actually mad that cyberpunk's uh, Phantom Liberty, the DLC, has the biggest budget ever allocated by CD Projekt Red to a dlc now i know that sounds some people might think well what's the big deal there if you look at some of those dlcs that the witcher has had that are almost as big as the goddamn game yeah that blood and wine expansion for witcher 3 is like its own game mm-hmm. pretty much and that's a dlc and it's a, practically its own game so it makes you wonder how big this dlc is going to be for cyberpunk so here's the thing have we adjusted for inflation Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. See, this is why you're the brains. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I see- just thought it was uh, Idris Elba's paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could be. <laughs> the, 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 I guess the, the, the PR director tweeted out about it um, uh, to clarify. Uh, we mean it's the biggest DLC by budget, not necessarily in-game content. Mm. Which basically tells me it's like, yeah, it's not as big as blood and wine. <laughs> yeah, if you're saying that, then yeah, that's definitely yeah. probably uh, blood. Blood and, blood and wine's campaign was twenty hours long. That's bonkers. Gave you a whole new region, and you could own a fucking vineyard. 
Jesus. That's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous expectations to expect that. Um, but I'm sure Phantom Liberty will still be a sizable chunk of gameplay. Um, mm. And I am looking forward to it. So there. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking forward to it? Wow, I never would have guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, another thing we enjoy doing on this podcast is having a good laugh at Square Enix. Um, uh, What do they do now? Oh, they have shut up shop on uh, Marvel's Avengers. So, was that them or was this Crystal Dynamics? Well, Square Enix is the publisher. So, were they the ones still running it? I believe so, because... At the end of the day, uh, Crystal Dynamics, basically, they had this whole idea for what the Avengers was going to be, and it was Square Enix kind of stepped in and went, no, that's too much money. Do this and this and this. Um, Mm. And obviously, you know, the game did not launch well. The support has been a bit shit. They lost a shit ton of money. (laughs) They lost a lot of money. Um, And I think, you know, Square Enix have, obviously gone a bit mad as well so they're just thinking well fuck it this isn't making us money either so scrap that um at least yeah. at least it got two years yeah yeah i don't know if it, but, it got two years worth of being alive i don't know if it has two years <coughs> worth of content but, but it, yeah well that's true but uh, it, it, if you like here's the thing we like this game um see you just won't be able to play this anymore and this was a game you paid for. Yes. And now you can't play it? Well, you'll be able to play it offline, which basically means uh, you'll just okay. be the same single-player missions over and over and over again. Which is which probably not what people bought it for. No. No fucking way did people buy it for that. Um, Square Enix altered the deal. Pretty pray <laughs> they do not alter it further. Uh, I get that reference. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that... They just decided that the, the, the last thing they did too was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they released a um, a Thor skin mm-hmm. where he has no helmet. No, right. this is basically the exact same skin, like a previous skin with his helmet. So they've just released the exact same skin, but took his helmet off, and they wanted fifteen quid for it <laughs> for deleting his helmet. <laughs> deleting his helmet they wanted 15 fucking quid oh jesus that was the last straw for a lot of people they went right get fucked with this game fucking hell you know the the next time the the next uh live game that that these guys announce just don't don't even give it at least two years before you you decide to even look at it (laughs) to see if it's still around so I thought that was like what the absolute fuck, eh? I that, that was nuts to me. I was a bit confused by like, uh, well, who who actually did this? But you know what? Square Enix published it. We can we can throw it under the <laughs> we can throw them under the bus for this one too. So that's like in the past couple of months, like five live service games they've closed yep. down. And let's be, I mean, they they've already sold Crystal Dynamics as well. So mm. if any Crystal Dynamics are probably happy this has been shut down because they don't have to fucking deal with them now anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that that was that was a good laugh. I thought of this one. So uh, Xbox, hmm, they have been doing quite a lot of layoffs. 
Uh, well, actually, quite a lot. Microsoft. Um, Microsoft, sorry. Um, it's not just uh, Xbox. Yeah. It's about 10,000 people. <clears throat> yep. That's uh, a lot. That's, Which, that's, uh, now, the reason I may bring this up, it hasn't, it has impacted, you know, quite a few Xbox studios. Yes. Um, the one I'm surprised at, though, is that includes 343. That's what sort of made me go, Jesus. I mean, that's, that's their baby. That's Halo. Yeah, this had uh, Halo fans panicking a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think since this 343 have sort of came out and says, hey, don't worry, folks, you know, Halo's not going anywhere. Um, but it goes to show you that all this shit is, uh, even you can be the biggest, richest company in the world, <clears> and it's still getting hard, hey? Well, it seems especially to me, and this is coming from a lot of, like, the big tech companies, because they're big and bloated and just waste money, and then panic when they realize they've wasted a bunch of money. Um, mm. So, like, Google has just uh, laid off 12,000. Jesus. Um, Facebook... Uh, recently laid off uh, somewhere around that that amount as well um you know after zuckerberg decided they chase after this meta fucking dream and fuck up people's lives <laughs> in the process what a dick. um and then twitter well uh <laughs> That's because a, a lunatic took over <laughs> let's let's not get into what happened at twitter mm. Man babies, um, <laughs> who should not have that much money. Uh, yeah, it's this is fucked as things I guess usually are. Um, that's that's a big, big chunk of people. I think that includes their entire virtual augmented reality division. Um, mm. they're just done with that. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's. That's going around at the minute. Um, isn't Microsoft's not not an isolated no, incident? No, I, um, the thing that shocked me was the uh, was the Halo Studio because yeah. obviously Infinite is is out there. It's I think it's doing okay. It's not you know falling. It's not falling on its face. I mean, anything, at the same time, this is a Halo game. This should have lit the world on fire. This should have been Call of Duty levels. Yeah, of big, and it's not. <laughs> um, I think that was because of the way it was released. Partly, yeah. That sort of oh, here's this part now, and then we'll get this part later on, and then you've got people playing the part you released. And they're going, "Where's the thing? Where's the thing? Not ready. I want the thing." And you're like, "Go and fuck up with you, Jesus Christ! The servers are on fire." Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah, finish your game before you put it out. I realise this is not exactly the same as some other releases we have finished releases we've seen since this was put out for free. Mm. Isn't it? The multiplayer? The multiplayer was free, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think putting it out in, in that sort of start-stop way was the best plan. Um, you should have just went uh, here's the next Halo uh, here's here loose. Here, off you go. Mm. The way they handle monetization is all fucked up as well. Ah, true. Which That's... I don't know. Like people keep chasing after this sort of perpetual, you know, revenue from games, and 
it seems like nine times out of ten it blows up in their face, but they keep doing it. Sony has ten of these fuckers in the chamber. Yeah. What the hell? It's like the market can't even support a handful of different ones from different developers. How are you going to fucking throw ten of these fuckers out there? How is that going to work? Well, it's all right. We got Bungie. They know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they got they got lucky with being. Hey, we're the guys that did that Halo thing, uh, and this sort of thing doesn't really exist yet. So away we go. Aye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Makes you wonder. Um, so lastly in the game news, and the only reason I have this story is because I know you're such a fan of this um, of this game, but I didn't even know this was happening, that there was a near Automata anime happening. Not only is it happening, it's already started. It, yes, which makes this story a little bit stranger, because it's been postponed, even though it's already yeah. started. So here, that's, that's, uh, that's part of the nightmare that is the anime industry. So you know when you start watching an anime, uh, like the week it's it's uh, it starts, it's like mm-hmm. you would assume hey, the whole series is done, ready goes. Like, ah, is it? Yeah. Fuck. There's a bunch of boys grinding themselves down to nubs trying to get the fucking so, next episode out. Are you telling me that anime is like freaking South Park? Yes. Yes. Okay. Except that, except that it doesn't need to be because it's not trying to be topical. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's no need for them to do that. They already have their whole story. Uh, I heard it had to be explained to some uh, execs of um, uh, anime production companies. Like, uh, we can't do uh, live. It is incredibly, incredible strain on the animators' wrists. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this. It was actually postponed due to COVID. So as you were saying, Paul, the whole show is not actually finished when they start. So because mm. of COVID restrictions, the animators have not been able to actually finish the show. So rather than, you know, do the show and then err it, which makes way more sense. Um, there's now been postponements to the near Automata anime. I'm guessing there's no... They're not doing like a... Isn't it usually the show gets finished and then it gets dubbed for English? Uh, yeah. The, the some some places so like Crunchyroll will uh will dub um dub its own stuff. Um, well, they 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 do dubbing, but they they will get the episode and dub it there and then and then put it out at the same time. Ah, um, right. But uh, I don't think uh. A, don't think the the all shows go like that. It's just the ones they they reckon. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a big one. Um, yeah, it's it's a crazy crazy. So is, that, is that like a right? This show or this this property is hot. Let's get a fucking show about it as quick as we can. Don't even worry about getting it finished. We'll just finish it as we go. Let's just get the first couple of episodes ready, then we'll fire those out, and that gives us time to finish the show. Is that what it is? Yeah, it, it's kind of just the, the speed at which the the whole thing moves at. Because um, yes. the, the way it's usually laid out is um, there's four seasons a year, um, 
and you will release a show in in that season. Um, and and you know they'll they'll write up uh, the the scripts. Uh, and then they'll be doing like they don't get a, you're not talking you're not talking years lead up time it's months mm. um, they, you know these shows aren't spending that long in development uh, and then a lot of stuff happens simultaneously uh, and the studio you know they'll drop the the key frame art um, and and then um, while doing that they'll be recording voiceover um, and then. You know they'll usually outsource the other, you know the the the, the frames that fill in between the, the keyframes, um, mm. and then you'll have fucking special effects artists getting a hold of it. And uh, there, there's just there's actually where I learned about how anime is made. It was from an anime called Shirobako, and it, it's very very good and gives a very candid look at the process. And you're just looking at it and go, and this is. This is from the people doing the thing. So, you know, <laughs> they would know. Um, and it's it just goes through, like, them trying to adapt this uh, manga and all the troubles they run into. Um, and it's like, you know, things like, oh, the manga author is a fucking weirdo who has this vision and is really difficult to work with. Um, and that's a nightmare. Uh, and you know, you're trying to get other studios roped in uh, to to help out with uh, doing uh, frames, and and they're flaking on you. And uh, and and it's like in in that show, there's sometimes where they're they're submitting the final thing to the the TV station the day it's to air. <laughs> so you know, it's it's fucking nuts. So yeah. So- you see shows that like go on forever, like One Piece and Dragon Ball. Do the the guys that make that do they just never ever get the arrest? Are they just like born in that studio and die in that studio? Pretty much. It's fucking brutal, man. It's like there's so much burnout and stuff. Is it you? You think you know? We've all heard about crunching games and stuff. It's like, man, go look at the anime and manga industry if you want to fucking. Uh, it's it's worse. It is worse, and that's that's a tall order to be worse than the games industry when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so that next time you're watching anime and enjoy it, just give a give a thought to the the animators' wrists. Yeah, because they're not having a good time. And if there's ever uh, delays, don't be giving them a hard time on fucking Twitter then, because you know <laughs> they're they're maybe lying half dead. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's I didn't know. So that's the because I have to. But when I when I seen the story, I went, "Why would COVID be delaying the show? Surely the whole thing's wrapped up." No, I know. As well, you'll you'll see in some series sometimes you'll get a random. Oh, we're gonna recap the first half of the season here, and you're like, "What?" I was like, "That's that's why." It's like, that's "Oh, it. we need time. We, 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 we are fucked." And. uh we're falling behind. Uh, yeah. Nuts. There you go. That's that's what we have for the video game news this week. So we shall move on to the wrestling. Ooh. And obviously, we have to start with some pretty bad news. Um, we've obviously talked a few times about the Briscoe Brothers having fantastic matches with FTR. And obviously, I was Three watching them Three of the best matches last year. 
three of the best matches. They obviously had a, a small run in Impact as well, where they feuded with the Good Brothers, had some absolutely brilliant matches with Emmons. And unfortunately, uh, Jay Lethal, or Jay Lethal, Jay Briscoe, <laughs> Jay, Briscoe. Uh, Jay Briscoe got it into car accident. Still not too sure what the details are, but unfortunately he passed away. I think uh, they had one of his kids was in critical in hospital, but things have actually got better. So Yeah, they've stabilized. Stable. Yeah. Hi. So Jay is sadly uh, no longer with us, but it, the only silver lining is both his kids are still here. Um, but yeah, it's just mad how just was it the day before or even hours before he was just hanging out with his brother or something? Yeah, it was his brother's yeah, birthday. Tweeted a, tweeted a photograph. It was, his, it was actually his. Oh, right. Okay. That, oh, fuck. Yeah, so it's. Uh... They're doing a. They are doing a tribute show like they did for Brody, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's it's done and all. It's been recorded, but it hasn't. I, I think it has been put up. It has been put up? Okay. I wouldn't actually mind. I must, I must watch that. Because I know, even watching BTE this week, the you could just tell the Bucks didn't know what, what to do. Mm. They didn't know what way to even look at each other. They were just sort of... Because they, they said themselves that is the tag team they have worked the most with. In their entire career was the Briscoe brothers. They were the one of the teams they wanted to get into AEW at the time. Obviously, red tape they couldn't get in, but I was. It's he was only thirty eight too. Yeah, the same age as me. That's the yeah. fucking nuts. And him still at the top of his game. Oh, I. They were still putting on absolutely incredible matches, as we even just said, three of the best tag matches last year. Um, I mean, they 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 he's definitely um gone out on top. Let's say no, no, that's not anything to say for like uh, it would be better if he was being a shit wrestler and still alive. Yes, that would hundred percent be better. Um, but Jesus Christ, hey, it it's it's one of those things where you're like you read it, and you're like what? But no, nah, that can't be right. That's yeah, yeah. That's not an old guy. That yeah. you know, uh, that's 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 a current wrestler. I I watched him a couple of weeks ago in a match. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I just watched him in a double dog collar match win the fucking Ring of Honor World Championship. I mean, no, what? No, nah. it's it's just it's weird even thinking about it. But yeah, I just I hope they do like. The the way they did it for the way they they say did did the way they do it for Brody every week they start the show with it's Wednesday you know what that means mm. I wonder is there something they could do for Jay Briscoe on Ring of Honor was there something he would well no I, I see I don't know a lot of him I've seen some great matches but I don't know if he was ever <clears throat> I just here. know dumb boys boys uh, and uh, chicken farmers. <laughs> That's because they were chicken farmers out of Delaware. Le- like legit, legitimate. <laughs> that was their their side hustle. <laughs> um, I was fucking tragic to hear. Hey, like he? I said I didn't didn't realize it was his bro on his brother's birthday too. Fuck. Is is he? I know one of the two of them has a wild wild pile of kids. It's the other one. Right, right. It's the I uh, Mark has. Is it nine kids now? Uh, 
Yeah, I think only has the two. Mm. Mm. It's a pity about the like Warner Brothers Aye. being like even like so like ten years ago. Yes, Jay Briscoe said some awful racist shit. Um, I think it was over ten years ago, and he had public he publicly apologized for it. Um, yeah, let's uh, Hogan did worse. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and then to to not even That's let not them do the the tribute, the tribute show on AEW, but uh, or air the tribute show. It's mm. it's like, come on, yeah, better respect. Like, yeah, just just wonder where Mark goes from here. Yeah. Because Mark, Mark was was like like Jay was definitely the the yeah the front man of that group mm. of the two of them. Like he he's also a I think he's two time Ring of Honor World Champion. He has was. Um. But yeah, it's it's like you, you can't imagine. It's hard to imagine them to not be in a tag team and and like what's there. I'm I'm sure. Mark Briscoe in, in in that wrestling business will be there'll, there'll always be a place for him and yeah you know if he gets out there and does starts a singles run then uh, you know good for him um I mean when you think about it it's like Rey Mysterio would he had that same run had Eddie Guerrero yeah. not passed away true. Uh, I don't know, but uh, that, that's just the way it seems from looking at the way WWE booked that sort of stuff. Um, I can't see, I can't see Mark Briscoe going down that road, or, or you know Tony Khan booking stuff like that. It's like, oh well, well, mm-hmm. you know, milk the death of your brother for the for your next five years of your career. I can't see that happening now. No, because <clears throat> like, if they if he was going to do that, he would have already done it with Brody. So we know he's not like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was the suddenness of it. I think that's you know if, if someone's ill and they're in hospital and you're thinking, ah, Jesus, this it's not looking too good. You know, then you then you sort of brace for it. Mm. But when it's just so sudden, I think that's when it's, you sort of go, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know? it, it's it's very similar to the Brody situation. I know, like he, he was yeah. in hospital, but none of us knew that. But, like yeah. it was just announced that he passed away. Um, and similarly, similarly, that was a guy who we all thought you're you're at the peak of your career now. You're you're doing your best shit. Yeah. Um, and then is just gone. Um, Not here anymore. You're like. Fuck. Um, I must get around to definitely watching the tribute show then, because yeah, it's it's not on YouTube. I know Tony Khan said he was putting it on for free, so maybe it's not up yet. It might have to go to Ring of Honor's site. But um, you know, judging by the the way the way the uh, the Brody one went was done very respectfully. Um, it, it was and and was very very good. Um, very emotional, and so I imagine this will be something mm. the same. Mm. I, I, like, I thought they would have given the 10 bell salute on Dynamite, but yeah, yeah, because they even, um, 
and they didn't give him a 10 bell salute on impact but they had like a, a wee sort of open a montage of him which was nice yeah um they did that um obviously uh at hard to kill there recently they done the 10 bell salute for dom west yeah but he was a big part of that company yeah but they done the nice wee sort of obviously because they had because jay briscoe with his brother had spent a bit of time in impact when ring of honor went under um like I say, they done the, the the run with the Good Brothers and all that there, and they done it. It was a nice wee montage they did with him, and you know, had a couple of people sitting down talking about him. But yeah, if even if, if AEW had it on a ten bell salute or something, I know Excalibur obviously <clears> opened <throat> up. No, the box obviously had their they done the wee Doomsday device as a sort of we sort of homage to him. Mm. It would have been nice if they had it on like a, a celebration, because you know, Ring of Honor owned by AEW, but like I say, it's the whole Warner thing, I guess. Yeah, but don't stop us from getting to watch it anyway. We'll definitely be able to sit down and watch it. Ooh, how do you but, move on from that? Yeah, um, <laughs> so we'll talk about this week's uh, Dynamite, I guess, um, which opened with Orange Cassidy just putting on another fantastic match for his title. Mm. Always has the bit of shenanigans, which was actually very well done. I, have to admit. <laughs> I like this. They all, uh, everyone's banned from ringside, so they all come out in the crowd. Everybody, the freaking size of the beer, uh, Chuckhead. Tannhausen's <laughs> <laughs> there checking tickets. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He was the ticket guy. Oh Christ! And then he just climbs over the railing and he's ringside. <laughs> but the whole thing about uh, was it Satnam kept wanting to try and climb over the hanging Sanjay to keep telling him, "No, I'll get fired." <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the thing. Is if if any of them boys get involved, uh, Sanjay, gets <laughs> Sanjay, fired. Sanjay is sacked. Uh, it doesn't matter who gets involved; it's Sanjay gets sacked. <laughs> but uh, ah, again, I, I, you get the silliness happening at the start, and then you just get another absolutely fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. Obviously, Cassidy just doing his thing and retaining. Um, there's I'm nothing sure. else. There's nothing else like an Orange Cassidy match out there, yeah. is there? It is like he he has carved himself a niche, uh, yeah. and he's the only guy that can do it. Yep. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know where that goes from here because nothing really happened afterwards. So is is Jared still here or is he finally gone? <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. But uh, it's like bully rail over again. He just won't leave. Um, uh, is there there's probably a full have they done a full eight man no not yet actually yeah that's on the cards definitely yeah that has to, uh, that, that'll have to that'll be uh, Satnam and Sanjay will be in the ring um, next I thought was actually very cool was that obviously we were talking about the Bucks um, they'd done a match with Top Flight mm-hmm. um, I was didn't expect this to go the way it did after the Bucks just winning the trios titles. They, uh, I know you feel. Yeah, they they lost the tag match, but that's is this like the third or fourth time they fought them, and they've won every time. So they yeah. were finally putting the young people over. I know, like uh, it, it was a, a match kind of out of nowhere, and uh, you know, like the Bucks like to do this sometimes is mm. is put a younger put some younger guys over in a, a shock sort of win. You know, they, they did it with Private Party. That's just who I was thinking, right? Um, so I had a feeling, it's like, I think the Bucks might put them over here, and they did. Very good match. Very, easy, very good match. Easy for me to say that. I could be lying, <laughs> and you wouldn't know. 
Um, great match as always a uh, tough flight. I think this could be a big year for them. Yeah. If you, if you start your year beating the young bucks, you're in for a good year. Uh, and hopefully, uh, Dante stays healthy or I mean, Darius. Darius, sorry, stays healthy. And Dante, yeah. <laughs> he might get injured. True, true, Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. If uh, Darius stays off injured, I don't think like, the other one was a car accident, so yeah, you know, nothing yeah. he could have done there. But no. um, then next we we had the the continuation of Ricky Starks. Well, well, one more thing, though, you say about gear from? Do you think title run? I was actually going to maybe bring this up at some stage, but uh, I kind of feel like they claimed they haven't really done much since they've become champions. Everyone still loves Scissor, and that's still. Oh what yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. I, but you don't need the titles to have that over. Yeah, true. They, they haven't really done much, and I just don't want the the tag titles becoming second to their gimmick. True, um, but I think it, like them beating FTR sort of cemented them as like yeah, true. this is a serious tag team as well. Uh, we, even if they do all the silly stuff, they're still still a big deal. Which was a, apparently FTR's idea. Oh, I yeah, that was apparently very cool, very cool of them. But yeah, I would be happy enough to see uh, Top Flight get a title run. That'd be pretty cool because you get. I mean, as as we were chatting a while before, AEW is so good at getting the young guys sort of in the spotlight. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of, we had Ricky Starks again. Now I know Ricky Starks isn't a young young guy, but. Uh, He's not exactly old is like around thirty-ish. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's having a match with Hager, and I think he definitely got the best he could do working with Hager. Yeah. Um, That's like Hager's like in the ring, a bit of a snore fest. Uh, but he, I do find him genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as long as he's not trying to be serious, because that's where it all falls apart. Yeah, I think Hager works as the big sort of. Intimidating goof, if that's the best way of putting it. Mm. He's a heater. Um, He's a heater. Yeah. But uh, I did enjoy the fact that the moment the match was over, Ricky just bounced out of the ring. Just like, yep, I'm out of here. I'm not staying for a beating. <laughs> smart, um, smart considering what uh, what those guys get up to. Yep. So uh, I guess the, the whole thing we Starks and the JAS isn't done yet. Um, I'm trying to think. He's beat Jericho. He's beat Hager. Is he just going to go through them all? Mm, once you beat Jericho, you're kind of done, are you not? Yeah, you, you beat the top dog. He's going to do it backwards. Why bother, bother anyone else? He'll finish off uh, with Daddy Magic. <laughs> Make his nipples hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the next thing I really enjoyed this wee promo from Hangman. I thought Hangman's wee promo was, you know, he done the generic sort of, you know, on camera thing. Mm. And then he just genuinely turns to Renee and just starts having a conversation. Like, so how is he really doing? And she's like, oh, well, to be honest, he's, he hasn't been himself. And he was saying, though, that he actually really appreciates what you did in all this here. And Hangman's like, right, well, if he wants to go again, he knows where I am. And just walks off. And you're like, oh, great. I'm going to go again. No, <laughs> um, uh, I, I have said before, I am not a fan of this Saraya at all. She she has yet to sort of get me on side. Mm, uh, yeah, um, uh, I get that, but this 
this, this made works. a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. This, this. this works. This works. So before their match, it's her, Tony Storm, and Sheeta again. And it's almost like she's trying to make Sheeta to be a lackey here. Mm. And I'm thinking, fuck you, your trip. I'm so nice. <laughs> like you stand there. You do that. Like, right. She's going to fucking take your head off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Beforehand, it's all I these these AEW originals are. Oh, they don't know, you know, they don't know anything, you know, they don't know where we've came from and all this here. Cheetah looking very pissed off about all this. Tony Storm then has a very, very good match with Willow, Willow Nightingale. And then afterwards, uh, fucking Soraya and Tony Storm just start laying the boots on the Willow <clears throat> and just turn heel and get booed out of the vaulting. But it works so well. And yeah, yeah Cheetah kind of being like, huh? Ah! What? Uh, yeah, I see this standing like, what the flying fuck's going on here? <laughs> and Ruby comes tearing down and, you know, so, thankfully isn't uh, bleeding anymore. Uh, all that's how long before Ruby turns? Oh, yeah, Ruby's going to turn. Ruby's, fu- Ruby's turning this week. Uh, I, I was half expecting, right? She, she, <laughs> she, she's going to she's gonna close line Willow. She's going to close line Willow any minute now. Uh, but she didn't. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, you mark my words. It might not be this week, but it's happening. She she right. will turn heel and align herself with him, and then uh, because she's obviously from there as well. Yeah. The interesting thing is, um, what happens with uh, Baker and Hater? Yeah. Do you turn them face? I don't really want them to. I, I would rather have like they're just selfish fuckers. <laughs> This is a title away, so let's leave it at That's your thing. You do that. Uh, and then we just spin off this. No titles involved, but this is just for who's top dog in AEW. Like, who, who's the run in the women's division? Is it the originals or is it all these uh, WWE transplants? And just have Sheeta leading the charge there. She yep. is the one. Um, uh, and then... Uh, maybe go off and start doing the hater versus Baker thing that we're clearly going to get to at some point. Yeah. Um, and so we still have we still have Sheeta getting her Yakuza. It's just a different type of Yakuza. Yeah. And amazingly do two more than two women's angles at the one time. How dare you? As I was mentioning today, uh, I obviously still watch Impact Wrestling, and they managed to have the first three matches on their TV show have all the women in them. Wow. And they are a tiny company. Yeah. Like, I think they only employ maybe 10, 12 women, and they used eight of them. Yeah. In the the first half of the show. So, you know, it can be done, Tony. It can be done. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, did, I actually thought, right, this is actually working, you know, fuck it, you know, this, this could also be a very good way of <clears throat> shielding Soraya's weaknesses in the ring. If yeah. You have a wee shitty heel. And you've got the, Storm and Ruby there to do the... The actual work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd actually, I, as soon as I saw that, I went, right, this works. Finally, that that's fine. That's fine. I can I can live with this, you know. But uh, and of course, then we had just had Darby Allen being Darby Allen again. Uh, but his match with Kushida was absolutely fantastic. Mm. That absolutely amazing moment where Darby Allen's on the outside, Kushida's on the top rope. No, <laughs> sorry, the other way around. Sorry, Kushida's on the bottom, Darby's yeah. on the top. 
goes to do like a jump and leg drop thing, and Kushida catches him into an arm bar. Yeah. That was unfucking real. That looked really cool. Though. Unbelievable. Loved it. But yeah, obviously Darby does his thing and Uh do we have his next match? Uh yes. Buddy uh Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews, yeah. I didn't like that part where he's like, I beat all House Black. I hope they fucking murder him. <laughs> well Either He's either getting his head fucking bit in and Ortiz interferes. Mm. Or Matthews loses and he's out. Cause is he actually looking to leave? Or is I that keep he- I keep hearing this stuff where like he's supposed to be leaving, um, but he's still here. Uh it's all very confusing with House of Black. Uh, what's real maybe that's what's um, that? maybe that's all changed now that old Vinny Max back in charge though. Yeah, true. Mm. I think Brody King for 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 sure is the only one who's like I'm I'm content here. Right, he's a happy man. <laughs> he's he's working with all his buddies. He couldn't be happier. Yeah. Him, Dan Housen and Ethan Page are like best fucking friends. So I, uh, but I'm pretty sure Malachi's. I'm obviously Julia. Are pretty content with what they're doing, but. Yeah, um, I don't know how that's going to go. But speaking of Ortiz, I suppose we have to talk about... This was actually pretty shocking for me. So you have this written as Eddie Healdern. Is it, though? He fucking wailed the shit out of Ortiz, we sure. But it's Eddie. <laughs> but he was getting booed when he did it. Uh, like, I, but he, if, he comes out, if he comes out this week on Dynamite, he'll get cheered. He, it's Eddie. Well, it's Eddie. It's like Moxley as well. It's like, you don't have heel Moxley. You don't really have face Moxley. You don't have heel Eddie. You don't really have face well, Eddie. It's all, it's had, just Eddie. We had a heel Eddie when he first showed, though. He was proper heel. Like, remember when he ran around with Penta? Yes, 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 yes. That was proper heel Eddie. It was, like, it was. If Eddie wants to be a heel, he can be a heel so easily. Man, at the as- minute, we're just getting Eddie, and that's not heel or face. <laughs> I just, they came down with a chair and I was all, okay. And then he started wheeling Ortiz and I was like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Look at it from his point of view. Like, so uh, he's, he's like convinced himself that uh, Ortiz and the House of Black somehow. <laughs> I don't know what he's <laughs> Ortiz from the streets of New York has decided to join up with a bunch of goth kids. <laughs> It, 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 was, it was a cool moment because I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I still think Ortiz could pull off being in the House of Black easily. Mm. I think he could. There's also big rumblings that uh, him and Santana may have patched things up. <gasps> mm. They they released shoes. Exactly. You don't release shoes if a guy's unhappy and leaving. Yeah. But there there is... Genuinely, people saying that Santana has been backstage once or twice, and he's been hanging out with Ortiz and Eddie. <laughs> so, so, so he's a that would be cool. Random self in a bit. I think so. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he is very hot-headed backstage sometimes. So, it was, it was apparently him and Eddie were near at blows. So they were fuck. Uh, but. I don't know. Again, this is all internet rumbling. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, the shoes is kind of a big thing. It's like, here's pride and powerful shoes. By the way, this guy's left. <laughs> he hasn't been here in months and he's away. Um, 
uh, Jungle Boy with Ethan Page, great match, and um, he's team up with Hook again. I, I'm not calling them Jungle Hook. <laughs> I was going to say Jungle Hook is back. Nope. Nope. I can't believe they didn't call themselves the Concrete Jungle. That would have been fucking class. Is the firm just the job squad? <laughs> I feel bad for the firm. They were never given a chance, eh? No. No, they were not. It's how Ethan Page is kind of doing his own thing. Like, he's doing his Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah, and weren't the guns part of the firm at one stage? They still are, I guess. Well, right. I, uh, well maybe that is a bit harsh, calling them the job squad. But they do a lot of losing. They do. They do a lot of losing. Hmm. And uh, I hope JR's hands were above the table when he was chatting about Big Bill this week. Oh, Jesus. He he seems very excited about Big Bill. But He's being a ex- large man. Yes. Talking about being excited, though. How cool was it to see Willie Mac on TV? Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's why you were on Dark. Yep. Willie Mac is the man. He is so cool. And he's so good in the ring for the size of him. Mm. I, he, he moves like, I don't, I don't know. He defies the laws of physics. <laughs> That's one way. Speaking of, of large black men that defy the laws of physics, well, fuck's Keith Lee. <laughs> oh, he got a breeze block in the chest, sure. Aye, but he's grand. Look at the size of him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's actually away on honeymoon because, you know, he never really got to do that. He got married and then he joined AEW. Yeah, that is true. And then lastly, I didn't know how else to put this, so I just wrote, Action Andretti is still a thing. Well, so, yeah, um, so what, what is your opinion on... Young yeah. man, he's very good in the ring, but he needs to get his own... I'm sorry, I'm looking at him and going, this is like Tesco discount <laughs> Will Ospreay. <laughs> yes, he's very Will Ospreay. Yeah, yeah, that's the see. If you're gonna be a wrestler, you, he does not have Will Osprey's charisma. We'll say. Fuck no, 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 no. Osprey is he is one of a kind. Mm. Um, I mean, he, he's pretty good in the ring. He's awful. He's fucking awful in the microphone. Yeah. Um, and I, I get the moment you know when he was beating Derek when he beat Derek and all that was amazing. Have him running out, you know, to save Ricky Starks against five people. You're a bit sort of, it's, it's still one guy. <laughs> and, you know, you beat Jericho that week, but, you know, um, I'm not blown away by him. That's that's me being polite about it. He is very good in the ring, but. He's got potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's too early for him to be where he is. And they're going to end up, um going to use a term you love uh expose him (laughs) (laughs) they're going to jade cargill him (laughs) yeah well uh, basically i think he he definitely needs a lot more seasoning uh and doing stuff on the indies would be the best thing um which would also do wonders for jade as well to be honest (laughs) um but if you want to be will osprey the next will osprey he would have been you know, at the start, he wasn't always so charismatic. It took him time hmm. to get there, but he he got there 
by you know doing the independent shows and then going to Japan. Yep. I, I think that would probably do wonders for him. Mm. Do do we stint in New Japan? Um, yep. Because I, I, I the, what I think happens with these guys when they go to Japan is because like there's no expectations on promos and that they open up a bit and they get a bit crazy uh, and they'll shout stuff and just say whatever. Um, and it sort of lets, lets their personality come out a bit more. Um, mm. And then, then they bring that sort of attitude back to, to the States with them. Cause I, I think that's, that's, that's sort of what happened with like, you know, like the good brothers. That's why the young bucks are the way they are. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they explain know. that in their book. If it wasn't for Japan, you would not have the young bucks like yeah, you have. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously Will Ospreay. Uh Jay White, I think he was he was just always like that. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he's very good with uh <laughs> mouthing off. Yeah. Um I wonder is he leaving Japan or what? And AEW need to get him if that's the case. He's really good. Not an option. Fire everyone again. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to pay those Cody Rhodes wages anymore, so it's all good. True, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Jay White's so fucking good, and we Aye. really need to get a hold of him if he's available. Um, one yeah. of his last appearances in Impact Wrestling, he had a match with Rich Swan. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I think he's really good on the mic as well. Yep. He's really good at being an arsehole. Yeah, he's very, he's he, he, he's very good at doing the whole, I'm too good to be here. Mm. Fucking people don't even deserve to be in the ring with me. I, 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 I love this stuff with Tanahashi. Because um, like, Tanahashi is supposed to be considered you know, a body guy. Mm-hmm. He's always had the, the abs and all. Um, but he's, you know, he's 46. He's getting up there in years. Uh, yeah. Having Jay White uh, feud with him him being this young guy who looks like he's carved from fucking marble. Yep. <laughs> and then they, like, Tanahashi always does like where he takes off his coat. Um, so uh, Jay White would call him fat. And uh, <laughs> that's, like, say he hasn't got any more abs. And he'd be sitting counting his abs. <laughs> counting his. So it's like, that is such, such a shithead thing to do. <laughs> Call Tanahashi fat. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like the way like the same like body shaming wrong. You shouldn't do that. But like I'll watch Scott Steiner promo and give him to call oh. someone fat and enjoy it. So oh fuck me. There's not. I, I just, just I don't sense any malice in it, and it's just funny. Oh. It's a promo. It's to help build heat between a fucking... It's like watching a TV show and two actors playing characters and one of them calls the other one fat. You're sort of going, it's a TV show. It's not actually how these people feel. Mm. And but, uh, just just very uh, off topic, as we'll peel behind the curtain here, as we were discussing earlier, uh, with Bully Ray still being an impact, Molly seems to be feuding with Jordan Grace. And obviously her nickname is Big Mama Pump. She has to call... Bully Ray, a fat ass. <laughs> she has to do it. Bully Ray can't beat me. He's got a fat ass. <laughs> and then just start doing some crazy maths. 
Spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Still the best, still the best promo of all time. Might be my f- most favorite promo. Yep. <laughs> Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, nah, fuck him, guys. <laughs> Scott fucking Steiner, math promo, <laughs> greatest fucking thing ever. Uh, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Um, I just had one other possible uh, wrestling news. Um, mm-hmm. Naito in New Japan. Yes. Apparently a free agent now. Oh, fuck. Still doing dates with New Japan uh, and pro wrestling Noah. Uh, but up for up for grabs, as it were, or up for bookings. So, obviously, there's the whole thing with New Japan and is it AAA or something? Oh, I don't even know how to get into this. But if Naito worked for AEW, that wouldn't be a problem anymore. See, I think the working relationship was with CMLL. Oh, yeah, sorry, the other one. And the supposed friction comes from beef with CMLL and AAA. Yep. Um, But AEW works with AAA, like people, like that, I think it was the last Triple Mania, one of Triple Manias, they wouldn't have had a show if it wasn't for AEW, because they sent a bunch of talent down. Um, but as a forbidden door, there was some weirdness like, uh, Naito can't appear because AAA won't let them, and because New Japan doesn't work with AAA or something, and because of the, you know, the... Uh, Lost in Globinalis, uh, yes. the Japan, the uh, which is the same, yeah, it's the same thing that Rush is in, yeah. um, except the Japan version. And I was like, but then Conan, who he's in charge of AAA, he's like, well, so it wasn't anything, I didn't say anything, it wasn't mm. us. So I was like, well, what, what, for, what the, how can you have the first ever like AW? Uh, New Japan crossover uh, yeah. event and not have Naito mm. seems weird. And he came out and says, "Like I don't know why it wasn't booked. It wasn't asked. Would loved, love to have done it." Um, maybe things will change for. The, I'm guessing Forbidden Door will. Well, I don't know if it'll be a yearly thing, but they're bound to do another one. Yeah, the first one was a big success, so I imagine they will. Mm. Uh, and we need a rematch between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay somewhere. I don't know if I can handle another one this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was some fucking match. Omega versus Okada. That would be pretty cool to see on American TV. It's just well, been a while since we've had one, you know, need need my fix. <laughs> need my seven-star match fix. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, we'll happily call it a podcast there, unless there's anything you would, would like to add, Mr. Alford. No, I think we're all good for this week. Um, I'll try and play some stuff for next week. <laughs> <laughs> More Castlevania, why not? <laughs> Sweet. I must get to the ROM so you can play the HD if you fancy it. Oh, uh, the... Wh- the Xbox Live Arcade one. Hard uh, 
there. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I sort of gave up halfway through when we were trying to get that running on the PlayStation 3 emulator. I was like, ah, this, yeah, ah, this one. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, same. So the one I have is way easier. But we're going off topic here. <laughs> so yeah. We're we trying- say, <laughs> we'll talk about stealing stuff off her. Right. Why not? <laughs> right. See you, folks. Bye. <laughs>